Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined and fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today we're going to be fantasizing Charizard, the Pokemon. We did Harry Potter last week, and I thought, okay, what can I do for this week? What else have I been into? And I'm replaying Pokemon Black 2. So I figured I would do a Pokemon. Now, Charizard is a Gen 1 Pokemon, and Pokemon Black and White are Gen 5, but I like Charizard, and a lot of people know Charizard, and Charmander's super cute, so I figured let's go with that fiery little lizard guy. So, as per usual, we are going to pick background first for Charizard. So, as a little Charmander, he's you know, in the tall grass, chillin'. Charmander isn't a Pokemon that you really encounter in the wild, but in this headcanon, he's just chillin' in the tall grass. So I'm gonna go with the background Outlander. So this Charmander grew up in the wilds, far from civilization and the comforts of town and technology. Yeah, he's a wild Pokemon. He's gonna grow up in the wild. So he gains skill proficiencies in athletics and survival and one type of musical instrument. I don't know what instrument Charmander can play. I'm gonna say pan flute, because that's very cute. And then one language of your choice, we'll, we'll save that. Proficiencies in athletics, survival, the pan flute, and a language of our choice. Next, we are going to go with race. So the two races that I was debating between were Fire Genasi and Dragonborn. But I think I am going to go with Dragonborn even though I know that Charizard is not a dragon type, they are fire flying, unless you mega evolve them into Mega Charizard X, in which they do get the dragon typing. I know they're not a dragon, but they're this big winged lizard that can breathe fire. I mean, come on, they're a dragon. So I think Dragonborn is pretty fitting for that. So as a Dragonborn, they're gonna get plus two to strength and plus one to charisma and they also get Draconic Ancestry. So you choose one type of dragon from the Draconic Ancestry table, and then you get a breath weapon and damage resistance that are determined by the dragon type. So for him, I think we're just gonna go red dragon because he is red, well, orangish, and the damage type associated with that is fire, which makes sense because he's a fire type. So he gets a breath weapon, where he can use his action to exhale this cone of fire, a 15-foot cone. So each creature in that area must make a saving throw, which for them will be a uh, dexterity saving throw, 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus in order to determine this save DC. And then a creature will take 2d6 damage on a failed save and half as much damage on a successful one. And then the damage will increase by 1d6 at 6th level, 11th level, and 16th level. Then after you use this breath weapon, you can't use it again until you complete a short or long rest. And then he would also gain damage resistance to fire, which is fitting because fire types resist fire damage. So it's perfect. He also learns the languages common and draconic. So already we are killing it with this building of a dragon. And I for sure am going to keep referring to Charizard as a dragon. Because folks, that's 
that's just what he is. I know the Pokemon games say he's not, but he's just, he's such a dragon that I think it's fine to refer to him as such. He's also in the dragon egg group. So there. Now that we have his background and his race, background outlander, race dragonborn, we are going to roll for his stats where you take a six-sided die, roll it four times and drop the lowest number, and then do that six times to get six of his stats. So I did that and their stats are really good. They have 13, 15, 14, 15, 9, and 16. So truly excellent. They have one negative one, one plus one, three plus twos, and a plus three. Already, even without adding the plus two to strength and the plus one to charisma he gets from a dragonborn, his stats are already excellent. So now let's look at what Charizard's highest stats would be. And it's helpful because the Pokemon Charizard already has stats. His highest stat is special attack followed very closely by speed. So special attack I'm thinking is going to be a spell casting modifier. So for this one, I think before we give stats, we have to decide what spell casting class they are going to be. And I already have a great one in mind. So we are going to go with Sorcerer. So the spellcasting modifier for Sorcery is Charisma. So this is going to be a very charismatic Charizard. I'm imagining him with a top hat and monocle and a cane. I don't know why, but that's just what popped into my head when I said charismatic Charizard. They're a, you know, they're a fancy gentleman. So we're going to put that 16 into Charisma. And from the plus one that he gets from his race, it becomes 17, which is still a plus three. Next highest is 15. We know his speed is incredible, so that's going to be dexterity. Next highest stat is special defense. So let's do constitution, because that's kind of defense and hit points. So that's going to be a 15 to constitution as well, another plus two. Next is 14. Let's put that into strength. And from the plus two to strength, that becomes a 16, which is a plus three modifier. Now we're left with a 13 and a 9. I'm going to put 13 into... Hmm. I'm going to put 13 into Wisdom and 9 into Intelligence. So the 13 to Wisdom, that's a plus 1. 9 in Intelligence, that's a negative 1. So now we've got 16 Strength, 15 Dexterity, 15 Constitution, 9 Intelligence, 13 Wisdom, and 17 Charisma. If you'll remember his breath weapon, the DC for the saving throw is eight plus his constitution modifier plus their proficiency bonus. So the dexterity save that opponents have to make in that cone of fire is 12. Eight plus two plus two. Now I picked charisma to be his highest because I plan on making him a sorcerer. And I keep referring to Charizard as him even though they can be male or female but there's seven eighths of a chance that they're going to be male and one eighth of a chance for female. So I'm either going to refer to them as they or him, even though they, they can be female. So as a sorcerer, their hit dice are 1d6. So they're not going to have much health, 
But I think that's fitting because Charizard's health stat is tied with defense for their lowest. So that's perfect. They're going to have proficiency in no armor, and Charizard does not have very good defense, so that fits as well. Be proficient with daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaffs, and light crossbows. Not going to worry about those, because you don't have to when you can breathe fire. Proficient in constitution and charisma saving throws. So that's going to be a plus four to constitution saving throws and plus five to charisma saving throws. And he gets two skills to be proficient in from arcana, deception, insight, intimidation, persuasion, and religion. And if you'll remember from the Outlander background, he's already proficient in survival and athletics. So I'm going to say intimidation, definitely, and insight. I think he's going to be very scary and very good at telling if you're lying. So there. So now we have his proficiencies. Let's give him the last language that he learns from the Outlander background. He already knows common and draconic. So let's do something like... My go-to is usually elvish, and he is a dapper dandy. Mmm. What's dapper? What's a dapper language? Ooh, how about sylvan? Yes, so we can speak common, draconic, and sylvan. Fancy little gentleman who can breathe fire and melt your face. I love that for him. He gains access to spellcasting. Uh, so charisma is his spellcasting ability score. So his attack bonus with the plus three charisma is going to be plus five spell attack bonus. And his spell save DC is going to be 13. Eight plus his proficiency bonus plus his spell modifier, which is charisma plus three. At first level, he's also going to gain his Sorceress Origin, which I think we all know what I'm going to pick. It's Draconic Bloodline. I'm really doubling down on this whole Charizard's a Dragon thing. So his innate magic comes from Draconic Magic that was mingled with your blood or that of your ancestors. So at first level, you choose one type of dragon as your ancestor. Well, he already has one. His ancestor is a red dragon, which is fire. Now, if you pick Dragonborn and a Dragon Ancestor from Sorcerer, you can pick two different types of dragons. So, say your Draconic Ancestry from being a Dragonborn was a Black Dragon, and the type associated with that is Acid. And then Dragon Ancestor, you can pick a different type like Bronze, which has Lightning associated with it. That's fine. Just for this, I think it makes sense for them both to be Red Dragon, because he is a red dragon, and fire is his type. So because of his dragon ancestry, he can speak, read, and write draconic, which he already can, but whenever he makes a charisma check with interacting with dragons, his proficiency bonus is going to be doubled if it applies to the check. So if he's trying to convince a dragon of something, he's going to essentially get expertise in that skill. He also gets the ability Draconic Resilience, so at first level, his hit point maximum is going to increase by one, and increases by one again whenever he gains a level in this class. I think that's an excellent ability for sorcerers to have, because they have the lowest hit die that you can get, a d6. So getting one extra health every level might not seem like much, but it's, it's helpful, especially at low levels, especially at low levels, because right now his hit points go from eight to nine, which is definitely going to help. 
Also, parts of Charizard's skin are covered by a thin sheen of dragon-like scales. When you aren't wearing armor, your armor class equals 13 plus your dexterity modifier. So we made his dexterity modifier a plus two. So his armor class is going to be 15, which is not bad for a spellcaster, especially considering that Charizard is proficient in no armor. His fancy suit jacket is not really good at protecting him from harm. Second level is also going to be in Sorcerer, where he gains his Font of Magic, a deep wellspring of magic within himself. So he's going to have Sorcery Points. We've talked about Sorcery Points before. You have as many Sorcery Points as you do levels in Sorcerer. So right now he has two Sorcery Points. And he can use those for flexible casting, which is when those Sorcery Points are used to gain additional spell slots. So in order to make one first level spell slot, he would have to use both sorcery points, and that counts as a bonus action. The highest spell slot that you can get by flexible casting is a fifth level spell slot by expending seven sorcery points. But I think that's really awesome. Third level, we're also going to go in dragon, or sorry, not dragon. <laughs> Third level, we're also going to go in Sorcerer, where he's going to gain his meta magic. So at third level, Charizard is going to gain the ability to twist his spells to suit his needs. So he's going to gain two meta magic options of his choice. I think Charizard is fast and he hits hard, so I'm going to give him Quickened Spell. So when you cast a spell that has a casting time of one action, you can spend two sorcery points to change the casting time to one bonus action for this casting. So that means he can cast the Firebolt Cantrip and then use Quickened Spell in order to cast Scorching Ray as a bonus action to just do some extra damage. I am also going to give him Transmuted Spell. So when you cast a spell that deals a type of damage from the following list, Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, Poison, or Thunder, you can spend one sorcery point to change that damage type to one of the other listed types. So that means if he casts a cold spell or a lightning spell, he can spend a sorcery point to change that damage to fire, which I just think is very fitting for Charizard, because fire is his whole thing. He can breathe fire, he's made of fire, and it's just a great ability to have so if he casts a fire spell and an enemy has resistance or immunity to it, you can just change that damage type to something that they might not necessarily be as strong against. Now that we have those sick meta magics, we're going to go to fourth level in Sorcerer in order to get that ASI, that ability score improvement, and we are going to bump up Charisma. So we're going to make Charisma an 18, which is a plus four. And then we're also going to bump up that constitution to a 16, which is a plus three. I just think him being very sturdy as a spellcaster is going to be helpful. The draconic bloodline helps a little bit with hit points, but with this constitution boost, his hit points will be higher and he'll have an additional plus one to constitution saving throws when he has to maintain his concentration for spells and his awesome breath weapon that he gets as a dragonborn uses its spell save DC for constitution. So that's triply good. Quadruply good? It's, it's good to raise his constitution. Now for fifth level, we are going to multi-class. So I was looking at charisma and things that use charisma are going to be warlock, if we're looking for spellcasters or, you know, paladin. 
And I was thinking, hey, he also has this really great strength stat that he's not using, so why not go for Paladin? Why not have an amazing sorcerer who can blast these awesome fire spells, but also get down and dirty into the mix, into the thick of it? So let's multiclass into Paladin. So they have a hit dice of 1d10. So with that plus three constitution, Charizard is going to be just very sturdy, very hard to take down. He also gains proficiency with some armors, so that armor class can go up as well. So as a first level paladin, he gains divine sense. The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. So you can take an action to open your awareness to detect such forces. So until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet of you that's not behind total cover. And you will know the type, celestial, fiend, or undead, of any being whose presence you sense, but not its specific identity. So you can sense that it is a celestial, but not sense that it is Zeus. Within the same radius, you can also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated as with the Hallow spell. And you can use this feature a number of times equal to one plus your charisma modifier. So five times currently. And when you finish a long rest, you regain all expended uses. So Divine Sense is beneficial if you are looking for trouble, which I think Charizard is definitely going to do. So you're able to track down Celestials, Fiends, and Undeads within 60 feet of you. Pretty cool. He also gets the ability Lay on Hands. So he's going to have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. And the pool equals five times your paladin level. And as an action, you can touch a creature or yourself and draw power from that pool to restore a number of hit points to that creature, up to the maximum amount remaining in your pool. Or you can expend five hit points from your pool of healing to cure the target of one disease or neutralize one poison affecting it. You can cure multiple diseases and neutralize multiple poisons with a single use of Lay on Hands, expending hit points separately for each one. This feature has no effect on undead or constructs. So if your ally is both diseased and poisoned, you can spend 10 hit points from your pool of healing to neutralize both of those effects. At second level, Charizard is going to get Divine Smite. So when he hits a creature with a melee weapon attack, and now he is proficient in some weapons, simple weapons, martial weapons, he can expend one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target in addition to the weapon's damage. The extra damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first to a maximum of 5d8. And the damage increases by 1d8 if the target is an undead or a fiend to a maximum of 68. So this is really cool because already as a sorcerer, Charizard has a bunch of spell slots. So now when he hits with a sword as part of that action, he can automatically do additional radiant damage. And if you'll remember, because of his quickened spell, this means he can attack with a melee weapon, expend a spell slot to use Divine Smite, and then use quickened spell to cast another spell as a bonus action. So he can potentially just pour on damage, which I love for him. Charizard's great at killing things. He's a murder machine, but he's very sophisticated and dapper about it. 
also at second level, Charizard's going to learn a fighting style. So Charizard, again, loves to get down and dirty. He's going to learn the fighting style, great weapon fighting. So what's more terrifying than this giant fire-breathing lizard? A giant fire-breathing lizard wielding a great sword. So with great weapon fighting, when Charizard rolls a 1 or 2 on a damage die for an attack he makes with a melee weapon that he's wielding with two hands, like a greatsword, he can re-roll the die and must use the new roll. The weapon must have the two-handed or versatile property for him to gain this benefit. So wielding his massive greatsword that he can use Divine Smite on, whenever he rolls a 1 or 2 on those damage die, he can re-roll them. So doing just extra damage, which Charizard is all about. In addition to that Divine Smite ability and the fighting style, Charizard's going to gain Paladin spellcasting. So I know we've had, well, every character has multiclassed, but for spellcasters, when you multiclass, there are some specific rules that you have to follow, and I don't think I've ever talked about those. So sorcerers are full casters, while paladins are half casters. So you can't follow either of the spell slot lists available for either of the classes. You have to look at the multi-classing spell slot list, or there are a myriad of spell slot calculators available online for you to look at. But right now, as a fourth level sorcerer and second level paladin, Charizard is going to have four first level spell slots, three second level spell slots, and two third level spell slots. But you gain third level spells as a fifth level sorcerer and Charizard isn't there yet. So that means Charizard has these two third level spell slots, but he's not powerful enough to learn third level spells. So he can't learn fireball or lightning bolt yet. But he can still use those third level spell slots to cast his other spells. He can still use a third level Divine Smite. He can still cast a third level Scorching Ray. He just can't learn any third level moves. Now, with my players, I am pretty relaxed on this. If I think it's fitting for the player to know a spell that they're technically not powerful enough to learn because of multiclassing, I'll usually let them have it. Sometimes I'm a bit more strict, but I, for, for the most part, I don't think any of them have tried to push back too much on it and do something really crazy with it. So I'm usually fine with it. But that is the rule. Even though Charizard has third level spell slots, he can't use third level spells. Woo. All right. Second level gave him a lot of things, Divine Smite, his fighting style, his spellcasting, and fortunately for us, Charisma is his spellcasting ability. So he is going to be 6th level overall, which has a plus 3 proficiency bonus. So now his spell attack bonus for both Sorcerer and Paladin is going to be plus 7, and his spell save DC for both Sorcerer and Paladin is going to be 15. So the only thing you have to keep in mind is the constitution that he uses for his breath weapon from his dragonborn race. Now we're going to go for 7th level, 3rd level in paladin. So he's going to gain divine health. So divine magic flows through Charizard, making him immune to disease. Pretty cool. 
But at third level, he also gains his sacred oath. So he's going to swear an oath that binds him forever as a paladin. So for this one, I thought it would be fun to do Oath of the Crown. So now Charizard has been knighted. He is now Sir Charizard. And Oath of the Crown is sworn to the ideals of either a civilization, a fealty to a sovereign, and service to a deity of law and rulership. And I thought my headcanon for him being this proper British chap, loyal to the queen, is very fun. But you could also interpret this as him swearing loyalty to his trainer, the one raising him and training him, the one who captured him. Let's not worry about the ethics of capturing Pokemon. So Oath of the Crown. As an Oath of the Crown paladin, he's going to gain some Oath spells. So he's going to learn Command and Compelled Duel. Those are very fun. And he's also going to gain two Channel Divinity options. The first one is called Champion Challenge. So as a bonus action, Charizard, sorry, Sir Charizard can issue a challenge that compels other creatures to do battle with him. Each creature of his choice that you can see within 30 feet of him must make a wisdom saving throw. And that's going to be against your paladin save DC, which we already talked about is 15. On a failed save, a creature can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from Charizard. Sorry, Sir Charizard. This effect ends on the creature if you are incapacitated or die, or if the creature is more than 30 feet away from you. So that's pretty cool. You can keep enemies from running away, which would be effective against spellcasters trying to get some distance in between you, uh, maybe archers or rogues who are trying to get away for like guerrilla warfare hit and runs. The other channel divinity option you have is turn the tide. So as a bonus action, you can bolster injured creatures with your channel divinity. Each creature of your choice that can hear you within 30 feet of you regains hit points equal to 1d6 plus your charisma modifier, if it has no more than half of its hit points. So if your allies are looking worse for wear, they've been in battle for a while, their health is down, you can heal them 1d6 plus your charisma modifier, which is plus 4. So potentially 5 to 10 health, they can be healed. Beautiful. So for the Paladins, they can use these Channel Divinity options once. Or rather, they can use one Channel Divinity per long rest. Now, 8th level, we are going to go 4th level in Paladin to get that beautiful ability score improvement. For this, we're going to increase Strength. So Strength is going to be 18, which is plus 4. So... He's hitting people even harder with that great sword. You'll love to see it. Ninth level, we're going to take in Paladin. So now his proficiency bonus bumps up to plus four. So his spell attack bonus will be plus eight, and his spell save DC is going to be 16. And his attack bonus with that great sword is also going to be plus eight. At fifth level, as a Paladin, he's going to gain extra attack. So beginning at 5th level, he can attack twice instead of once whenever he takes the attack action on your turn. So now he can attack twice, potentially use Divine Smite twice, and then use Quicken Spell to cast a damaging spell as a bonus action. Potentially just doing a ton of damage, and I truly, truly love it. 
10th level. I think this is going to be the last level we take in Paladin, and you'll see why. He's going to gain the Aura of Protection as a 6th level Paladin. So whenever he or a friendly creature within 10 feet of him has to make a saving throw, the creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to your charisma modifier, and you have to be conscious to grant this bonus. So now any ally or friendly creature within 10 feet of you gains plus 4 to their saving throws. That's awesome. Just being around Charizard, his terrifying frame fills you with confidence to gain plus four to your saving throws. That is such an awesome ability. It's such a cool ability. Now for 11th level, we are going to hop right back over to Sorcerer. So now as a fifth level Sorcerer, Sir Charizard is going to be able to learn third level spells. But now at this point, he also has 4th level spell slots, but cannot learn 4th level spells. So that's all he gets from 5th level, is just access to those 3rd level spells. So we're going to go 6th level in Sorcerer, 12th overall, and he's going to gain a Sorceress Origin feature. So Sir Charizard gains Elemental Affinity. So when he casts a spell that deals damage of the type associated with your Draconic Ancestry, which is fire, you can add your Charisma modifier to one damage roll of that spell. At the same time, you can spend one sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type for one hour. So now, whenever Charizard uses a spell that does fire damage, it's going to do an additional four damage. And... Because of his transmuted spell metamagic, even if he casts a spell like Lightning Bolt, he can change the damage to fire and then also get that boost from Elemental Affinity. Now Charizard, because of his Dragonborn race, he's already resistant to fire, and resistances in D&D don't stack. So you can't gain resistance to fire if you already have resistance to fire. But again... I'm also flexible with this. In this specific instance, I personally, even though this is not the rule, would give Charizard immunity to fire damage if he were to use this ability. That's not how it works, but I just think that's so cool for Charizard, who's already resistant to fire, to just have this glow up and be completely immune to it for an hour. And honestly, I don't think that's game-breaking or anything. If you, I have a player who is immune to fire. I just don't attack her with fire damage. You know? That's, it, it, it doesn't really change the game at all. And I think your player will really enjoy that. So I think if you can do something that your player will really enjoy that doesn't really change the game much, you should probably just go for it. So... Yeah, at the same time, you can spend one sorcery point to gain immunity to that damage type for an hour because they're already resistant to it. 13th level, we're going to go 7th in Sorcerer, so they are going to have access to those 4th level spell slots. Now, of course, they have 5th level spell slots, but they cannot learn 5th level spells, but they can still use them for things like upcasting Fireball or Scorching Ray. 14th level, we're going to go 8th in Sorcerer, which is another ability score improvement. Now, for any build you make that relies a lot on one element, 
like Zeus's reliance on lightning and thunder damage, and now Charizard's reliance on fire damage, I would definitely suggest you take the feat Elemental Adept, and that's what we did with Zeus. So we're going to do the same for Charizard. The prerequisite is the ability to cast at least one spell. <laughs> he can cast at least two spells, so nailed that. When he gains this feat, Sir Charizard can choose one of the following damage types. Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Thunder. Guess which one we're going to pick? <laughs> it's Fire. Spells he casts ignore resistance to damage of the chosen type. In addition, when you roll damage for a spell you cast that deals damage of that type, you can treat any one on a damage die as a 2. So that means he can cast Lightning Bolt, use Transmuted Spell to change it to Fire Damage, and now gain that extra plus 4 damage from the Elemental Affinity, and treat any 1 that he rolls on the damage die as a 2 because of Elemental Adept, just doing a ton of Fire Damage. And now, because of Elemental Adept, enemies that are resistant to Fire are still going to take the full fire damage, so we don't even have to worry about their resistances. This won't work if they are immune to fire damage, though. So if you're fighting, you know, a fire elemental, maybe don't try to hit them with fireball. That's, that just makes sense. But I think this is a great feat for, again, any spellcaster that's going to rely a lot on one damage type. I would urge my player to have a bit of versatility, you know, just in case they do come across something that is immune, but because of Charizard's transmuted spell Metamagic, he can just change his fire spells into other types in order to overcome those resistances anyway. So he gave himself that versatility at third level. I love it. Sir Charizard is just rocking out. He just bought a pocket watch. He's looking incredible. Uh, his great sword is monogrammed with SC for Sir Charizard. 15th level, that's going to be 9th in Sorcerer, where he's just going to gain access to those 5th level spell slots. And now at this point, as you'll remember, he also has 9 sorcery points. So he's got a bunch of sorcery points that he can use on those two metamagics. And I bring that up because as a 10th level sorcerer, he gains another metamagic option. For this one, I'm going to pick Heightened Spell. So when you cast a spell that forces a creature to make a saving throw to resist its effects, like Charm Person, Fireball, Banishment, you can spend three sorcery points to give one target of the spell disadvantage on its first saving throw made against the spell. I think that's such a cool ability if it has like a lasting effect like Charm Person or Banishment. I don't think Charizard would have any of those, those are just examples. But say he casts Fireball, his opponent has to make a dexterity saving throw. He can just spend three of his ten sorcery points to give them disadvantage on that saving throw. So hopefully dealing the full 8d6 damage. 17th level, that's going to be 11th in Sorcerer, giving access to 6th level spells now. Some really cool spells at 6th level, like Disintegrate is a really cool one. Uh, Sunbeam is cool. Chain Lightning is awesome, you can turn that into Chain Fire. So now Sir Charizard is going to go to 18th level, 12th in Sorcerer. 
uh, and gain another ability score improvement. I'm thinking let's max out his charisma, right? Because his charisma is his modifier that he's going to be using for Sorcerer and Paladin, both of his classes. So let's max that to 20, which is a plus five modifier. I am tempted to pick another feat because I love feats like Warcaster, but I pick Warcaster all the time. So let's max out his charisma. So now his proficiency bonus is also maxed out. That happened last level at 17th. So with a plus five to charisma and a plus six proficiency bonus, his spell save DC for both Sorcerer and Paladin is going to be 19. Five plus six plus eight. And his spell attack bonus is going to be plus 11. His regular attack bonus with his massive filigreed greatsword is going to be plus 10. Now we are going to go 19th level, that is uh, 13th in Sorcerer, so access to 7th level spells. And then the last level, level 20, we are going to do 14th in Sorcerer, and he's going to gain a Sorceress Origin feature. Now Sir Charizard is so powerful just slaying enemies left and right in the name of his trainer or in the name of his queen. Just, you know, monocle splashed with the blood of the fallen. It's okay. He has a pocket square that he can use to wipe it. But at 14th level in Sorcerer, 20th overall, he's going to gain dragon wings. That's right. That's why I wanted six levels in another class, but definitely 14 as a Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer. He gets wings. So at 14th level, he gains the ability to sprout a pair of dragon wings from his back, gaining a flying speed equal to your current speed. And you can create these wings as a bonus action on your turn. They last until you dismiss them as a bonus action on your turn. You can't manifest your wings while wearing armor unless the armor is made to accommodate them, and clothing not made to accommodate your wings might be destroyed when you manifest them. It's okay, I've been imagining Charizard this whole time in his overcoat having slits cut out for his wings anyway, so we don't have to worry about that. But now Charizard can finally fly. It took 20 levels to get there. He, you know, could have picked up the fly spell as soon as he got to 5th level in Sorcerer, but let's just pretend he didn't. But now he's got wings. He he has the flying part of the flying type that Charizard is. Charizard's fire flying. We're good on fire. He's all fired out. Now he's got that flying. Now he's got these beauteous wings just gleaming in the sunlight, the glow of the fires as he burns down an enemy's town. Oh, Charizard, you magnificent, magnificent, sir. Oh, Charizard, you magnificent monster. I'm freaking creaming my jorts over this. I love him. So Charizard, the flame Pokemon, his background is Outlander. He grew up in tall grass. He is a dragonborn because let's face it, he's a dragon. We ended with 18 strength, 15 dexterity, 16 constitution, 9 intelligence, 13 wisdom, and 20 charisma. That 
that 20 in charisma for this Charizard. I love this image of him. I want to draw him. Just this fire-breathing giant lizard in a top hat, a monocle, a cane. He's got a pocket watch. Uh, this massive greatsword slung behind his back, etched in gold. It's monogrammed. Uh, I don't think he has any pants. He just has the top. He has a bow tie, obviously. Anyway, he has a plus 10 to athletics, plus 7 to insight, plus 11 to intimidation, and plus seven to survival. Really intimidating. I mean, obviously the picture I painted for you of this lizard in formal wear is very intimidating. For saving throws, he has a plus nine in constitution saving throws, great for maintaining concentration of his spells, and a plus 11 in charisma saving throws. Charisma saves don't really happen often, but when they do, he's gonna be really good at saving against them. He knows common, draconic, and sylvan because he has to talk to the common folk that are below him. He has to talk to the dragons, which are his peers, and he has to talk to these fey creatures that are the ones who I'm sure made his sword and his silk clothing. And yeah, that's Sir Charizard. He's beautiful. He's wonderful. He's powerful. Mm, get it. Sorry, getting a little excited. I just want to play Pokemon again. Even though, even if I play Pokemon and play Charizard, he's just not going to be as wonderful as this character I made, which, you know, is, is bound to happen. But thank you so much for listening to Fantasize Me. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Fantasize Me Pod. Uh, send in email suggestions at fantasizemepod at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mom's friends, tell your mom's enemies. Just tell people about my podcast, please and thank you. And again, thank you so much for listening. We'll do this again next week. Bye.